Can we just close our eyes and just focus on Jesus? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are always with us. Thank you for your presence in this place. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We honor your presence. Help us to be aware of you. You are 24 hours aware of us. Help us to be aware of you. Teach us to be aware of you. And we give you permission, Holy Spirit, to turn our hearts, our eyes, our minds to our Father's heart. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, today, mainly, I'm going to talk to you about my journey to Switzerland. Um, a lot of you know that I went to Switzerland, but a lot of you guys don't know why I went there. And I would like to share some stuff. Before I share that, months before that, a Bible verse through my, went through my mind. And that's in Luke 24, 32. You can open the Bible with me. There it says, They asked each other, were not our hearts burning with us, burning within us, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us. We are going to read the whole story later on. But here the disciples are talking to each other and saying, Hey, didn't our hearts, weren't our hearts on fire? Didn't our hearts burn on fire when he, Jesus, opened the scripture, this, uh, explained to us the scripture? And I love that. I'm like, God, let my heart burn. Give me a new excitement. That was one month before I went to Switzerland. That was like one of my main scripture. I'm like, God, let my heart burn for you. Give me a new excitement. That led me to read the whole story. And um, before, before we read the story, I would like to share with you. I love the fact that I can be here with you guys and can be vulnerable, open about my weaknesses and open, just open. And I love that. And that is what I'm going to do because there is power in the, te in the testimony, in the blood of the Lamb, and in the testimony, says it in Revelation. There is power to defeat the enemy in the blood of Jesus, in the blood of the Lamb, in, and in the testimonies. So let me share some testimonies with you. So, before I went to Switzerland, they were like, the main reason why I went is because a church invited me there to come, and my youth mentor who raised me, his 50th birthday was then, so that was my main thing. Oh, I'm going to go there, I'm going to celebrate with my youth mentor, and I'm going to work or like just do some workshops with churches. That was my focus. Hey, Dan, good to see you, man. Come on. I really appreciate you guys. Like, you know, we, like Rachel and I, my wife and I, we went, like, we, when we have some marriage issue and we have, like, some arguments, we go to amazing people like David and Joy. These are the associate pastor of Catch the Fire Scarborough. And they are so vulnerable and helping us to just go higher. Then we have our senior pastor, Ramesh and Elsie, they are not here, but they just push you up 
to be vulnerable, to go to the next level, to go after Jesus. Then we have Roshan and Ashwini, that guy Dan that at the back. All of you guys just helping me to go after his heart and to go to the next level. Amen. So I, right now I live in a house. And in that house we live there. Okay. But then we have people living in the basement. And we have the house owner. So in my letterbox, my, our letterbox, in our letterbox, there are three different letters from diff three different people. Three different bills from different people. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting bills from the owner. I'm getting bills from the downstairs people, all in my letterbox. Now, when I take it for me, I'm going to, when I take all of them to me, I'm going to pay unnecessary. Who, is, who agrees with me? That if I take all the letters and start to pay their bills, I'm paying stuff that I don't have to pay, right? So I, that lesson that I learned was every thought that we get, hey, your, sick, uh, your kids are going to die. They are sick, they're going to die. How do you know what is from God and what not? Read John 10.10. 10. Write it down. Read that Bible verse. There Jesus says, the enemy comes to kill, to destroy, to bring, set apart, like whatever negative is from the devil. And Jesus says, I came, I'm coming, I'm here to give you life and life in abundance. Now, every letter that comes with negative thoughts, it's for the devil. Devil, that's for you. you take, I, like all the letters will come to me or to him, and he looks at the letter, showed it to them, negative thought, devil. He representing, represents the garbage today, okay? Put it, put it in there. You can rip it even. <laughs> Take this, another negative thought, devil. Hey, devil, because he tries to identify with us. He's in us, and not in us, he is, he is with us in our thoughts, and he I, tries to identify himself with us. But we say, no, 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 devil, that's for you. This is not for me. This is for you. And now when we see a thought that is life-giving and positive and life in abundance, that's from God. Oh, come on. I take this one. This is for you. And everything else is for the enemy. Amen. Thank you, Roshan. So it's so important. That's a process as well. But it's so important that we learn because as the more we entertain a negative thought, that is going to have, create fear and anxiety. And God is so good. He will help us. And the time we are entertaining is, has to become shorter and shorter and shorter until we are like Jesus. And when we take Jesus, you know how he handled problem? Like once Dan was here and was speaking, Dan Osman, and I will never forget, that was months ago in, a, in, in the summer. Let's say he represents my family. Jesus handles problem like, problems like this, okay? So he represents my family. He represents my work. He, she represents my finances, okay? Now I'm here, and everything around me, like that's me. Everything around me has to be in order, in alignment, in order for me to have peace. Is that right? Let's say something happens in my family, that peace that I receive from them, it's gonna, that's going to be taken away and I will feel that pain. Because I'm dependent on these guys 
their peace, their love, their joy. Finance. Something goes wrong with finance, my heart gets troubled. But you know how Jesus deals with that problem? Jesus had that, didn't receive the peace and joy from other people. He received it from the Father. From that position, that problem, for him didn't matter what kind of problem and circumstance was around him. The situation, circumstance didn't define or affect him. He affected, defined the problem and the circumstances. Come on. Amen. And he wants us to be like him. He wants us to be like him. In Hebrew 12.2, let's read that as well. It's an amazing Bible verse. going to take too much time. If someone has it, read it out loud. There it says, focus on Jesus. The perfecter. Oh, come on. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer and perfecter of faith. Jesus wants us to fix your eyes on Jesus. The perfecter. The one who started it in you. He will finish it. But in order to do that, he wants us to fix your eyes on Jesus. Sometimes for me, that Bible verse is very hard. How can you fix your eyes on Jesus? That's a nice thing to say, fix your eyes on Jesus, right? What does it mean practically? When I come, when I go to uh, my son and say, Elroy, don't worry, man, just fix your eyes on Jesus. He won't, he's like, okay, where is he? You know? No? Right? So, before we go into this, um, let's read Luke 24, from 13 to, 13 to 32. Oh. Okay, let me, I have hard time to take the Bible out. Let me tell, this, tell you the story. There are two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Jesus is dead. Okay, if you have the Bible or if you have notes, write it down and read it at home. So here, this is the situation, okay? Here, Jesus is dead. Now it's the third day. The woman go to the grave. They take some oils and everything. See that the uh, tomb is empty. And they have an encounter there. The voice says, hey, what are you looking? They're living under, uh, among the dead. So he's alive and, they, and going on. And they run to the disciples. And uh, they, they tell the disciples, hey, you know what? This and this happened. And Peter, wow, like they are like amazed. And Peter runs to the grave and looks in to, to see what happened. He sees the grave is empty. And the Bible says, oh, and, and Peter didn't understand so that is the first part. And the second part is the two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Emmaus. Thank you. So now the two disciples, there are two disciples walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And they are talking to each other. In the Bible there it says, they talked about the things that happened. You know what things that was? That all the negative stuff. They are talking to each other. Oh man, this and this happened. Jesus died. They killed him. And because when Jesus shows up, they are not able to see him. Ask, ask yourself, why are they not able to see him? There may be different reasons. 
Jesus didn't open their eyes, okay. But there was another reason. They didn't expect him there. We are sometimes not able to see him because we are not expecting him. Yesterday, Friday, no, yeah, last Friday, Jeremy came to our house. He was half an hour earlier. I went to uh, shopping, and on the way back, he, in that moment when he calls, I pick up the phone. I see his legs from far away. I see his leg walking, and he's calling, and I'm like, oh, Jeremy, I see you. You know why I saw him? Because I was expecting him. I knew this guy is going to come to our house tonight. So I told him, hey, Jeremy, I see you. And he's like, oh, oh, he's looking around. He was not able to see me yet. But I was able to see him because I was expecting him. So the disciples already gave, they gave their hope up. They, they, Jesus is dead. When Jesus shows up, they are telling, the, telling Jesus. Jesus asks them, hey, guys, what are you talking about? Like, what is going on? And they're like, man, don't you know? What? Don't you know what happened? No, what happened? Tell, tell me. Jesus says, tell me. Tell me. So the disciples, the, one of the disciples says, oh, you know, like there was Jesus. We thought he is, like he was a prophet. He was a good guy. We thought he's going to save us. But the problem, he was handed to them and they crucified him. Problem number one. Not only that, our woman, they went to the tomb, they looked there, the grave is empty. Problem number two. Then, not only that, the Bible says that it's written. Not only that, adding to that, adding to that problem. I have to read it. That's so good. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it, just as the woman had said. But they did not see Jesus. Problem after problem. I... Felt like when I went, before I went to Switzerland, I felt that what they're feeling. Because I started to focus on the, on the wrong thing. Jesus wants to foc focus on me. Focus on Jesus. He's the one who started it. He's the one who's going to finish it in you. In Jesus' name. So, to illustrate that to you, I asked my son Elroy to help me. Elroy, can you bring... That, uh, the, the stuff. So, Elroy is an amazing guy. I learned so much from him. So, but lately we are into exercise. He is into exercise. So, Elroy, I'm going to question him some questions, okay? You can leave that on the floor, buddy, or you can leave it here. So, he, he decided, he wanted to, like, question Elroy. Um, if you want to become fit, if you want to have muscles, what do you have to do? Eat healthy and exercise. So what happened was, like a couple of days ago, he did the exercise and he came up, pulled the t-shirt off and said, Hey, Appa, can you see the muscles? And then what did we learn? What, we, what did we learn? He did not say that. Okay. He, he didn't say that. He didn't say that, okay? But what did we say? How do you get muscles? How do you get fit? Is, does it happen by the first time? No, you have to do it every day. It's, it, it is every day you have to do that, right? 
So two things. Thank you so much, Elroy. Do you want to see how, the, how do you want to show them how you do your exercise? Okay, you can put it back, buddy. Thank you so much. You can bring it back. Can we give a hand to, for my son? So what I'm learning is, it's so important. Two things he mentioned. What are we taking in? And what are we do, what, how are we doing it, practicing it out? You can eat the wrong thing. The disciples went on the road of Emmaus. They could have talked about so many things, but they talked about all the negative. Man, this and this happened. Man, this and this happened. They, that brought their focus somewhere else that they weren't able to identify to see Jesus. Who likes coffee? Sybil for sure. Bro, where's Sybil? For you a coffee? Come to the front, man. Who else would like to have a coffee? Now you can sit. You can stay seated, please. You can stay seated. Stay seated. Who else would like to have coffee? Coffee? It's still hot. I just brought it out. Coffee for anyone else? Can you come? So can I give you these cups? Just whoever wants to have coffee, they can get coffee. But before I give you the coffee, I have a question. You don't have to do anything. Just look into the cup. This, what is this? Like, can, you show, can you lift the cup and tell me what is this? What is this? It's empty. Yes, but show it the thing and tell me what that is. What is this? It's, it's called a cup. It's a cup made for what? To hold coffee. To hold coffee. This is a cup to hold coffee. It's the situation, circumstance, and the situation, circumstance, it's a coffee made to hold co coffee. It's a cup to hold coffee. But what is the fact right now? What is the reality right now? It's empty. It's empty. Are you able to see that? We are able to recognize. Are you able to recognize the situation and the circumstance you are at? Yes. That, I'm so good in it. Oh man, I'm so good in it. But, Jesus says, this is the situation circumstance, yes. Now, let's say, okay, let's just speak to the cup. Can you speak to the cup and say, be filled. Be filled. In Jesus' name, be filled. Be filled. Do it a couple times and then tell me if you see any changes. There is power in proclamation. Don't misunderstand me. There is power in proclamation. You can build and you can destroy with your tongue. There is power in declaration. But there is always an act to faith. Faith in action. So right now, the situation circumstance is the cup is empty. But your focus, what, what, is, what are you going to do with that cup? If you want coffee, what are you going to do? You're going to ask me or you're going to come to the place where the coffee is made. The coffee maker. I am the coffee maker. Your focus, God wants not us to uh, put a pink glass on and say everything is good. Everything is good. Everything is good. No, no, no. Jesus was aware of the problem and circumstance. But he saw it as an opportunity to glorify the Father. And the way he did it was, he spent hours with the Father and solved problems in seconds. But we spend hours in problems and spend seconds with the Father. 
So right now, back to the Bible verse, focus on Jesus, the perfecter and the completer, the one who completes the faith. He started in you. So your situation, circumstances, oh, the cup is empty, but I'm called to have life and life in abundance. I'm sick, but, a big, big, but. Wait with the coffee moment. John 16.33, there it says, I have told you this thing so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have troubles, but be encouraged, be motivated, but these problems is not your end. You are called to be victorious. You are called to be filled and filled in overflow. John 10.10, 10. life and life in abundance. So again, let's come back to the coffee cup. Can you look at the coffee cup? This is your situation circumstance. But your focus is, hey, this is the situation circumstance, but the coffee maker, this cup is made. It is designed to call it coffee. It is designed. It is made. And he paid the price. I paid some time and effort to make this coffee. God paid the price for you. And he only promised you what uh, he already paid through Jesus. Amen? Focus on Jesus. The starter and the finisher of your faith. Focus. Can we say it? Focus. Focus. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Can someone help me with this? Can you help me to just share that with people? Thank you so much. Can you say that with me? Focus on Jesus. Oh, my soul, focus on Jesus. How do we focus? Let's come to this point. How do we focus on Jesus? So uh, Dan picked me up at the airport. And uh, the next day he slept over at my place. In the morning we had an amazing uh, conversation. And we were talking about how to focus on Jesus. Then he said something. I I'm like, wow, man, come on. I'm going to use that this Sunday. And that is, what he said was, focusing is admiring Jesus. Admiration will turn into inspiration. And inspiration will turn and make that you get revelation. Come on. Focusing on Jesus. That is what happened in that kitchen. Focusing on Jesus means thinking. There are many aspects. And one of them is, Thinking of all the good he did. Admiring him for the thing he did. And he promised God when he starts something, he will finish it. And I have to show you because when on the way back, so on the way to Switzerland, I don't have time to share, you, share with you all the things, but maybe on a Wednesday evening I can share more about what happened in Switzerland. But let's just very quick go to the part when I came back, I'm like, God, okay, this was amazing. It was so cool. But now, what is, what is in your heart for Scarborough? What are you up to in Scarborough? So I had a six-hour transit in Iceland. So I went out. And can we see the picture, Jeremy, very quick? So right 
right when you come out of the airport, this is what you see. You don't see that great, but I'm going to explain it to you. That's water, like it's like a lake, and then there's like rocks. On top of a rock, it's a huge egg, and that egg is breaking out. Like that, that animal or that thing inside is breaking out. And that was so powerful. To, like I got so touched by that picture. This is what I feel. God is on the move. He is, he is always on the move. It is already raining. It's about us positioning us in that rain. But there's something about to break out. Like I'm speaking that over me, over our family, over Catch the Fire Scarborough. There's something about to break out. Let's focus on Jesus. Let's focus on Jesus. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. There, is a, there it says, how do we develop that being focused and how do we develop a relationship with God? Like we, um, we got a lot of teaching about hearing God's voice. You know, on a Wednesday night we did activations. And God is calling us to this place of having relationship with him. You, that animal in, in that egg has to have that strength to break out. But that strength... It doesn't have to uh, strive for it. It gets it. That picture I saw was, an egg doesn't do it normally, but that picture I saw was that animal goes deep into the rock, Jesus, and takes that strength and breaks out. This is what, what, the, picture, what the picture I got. In 1 Corinthians 14.1, there it says, Pursue the gifts, but more. More of all this, pursue the prophetic. Like the Bible says, yeah, to encourage the church and to encourage the people. But just think about what is prophetic. Prophetic is his heart for other people and for you. Here the Father is crying out to us. The Father is saying, hey, pursue my heart. Most of all the other things, come after my heart. Read, like write it down, 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Out of all this, pursue my heart. Pursue the prophetic because that is my heart for you and for others. That what I feel when we pursue him as a family, outreach, like he is going to fill us with his love, not the love from other people that they will take and give, uh, they will give and take. We are called to have fellowship and love to each other. But we are not dependent on other people's love. He will fill us with his love. With his passion and compassion. That is what Jesus was all about. Love, passion and compassion. And that is the only place we get it is, it, it is in his presence. Going after his heart. He is giving you an invitation. Take out your journals. Take out your journals. Take again that time you used to take early in the morning. T do it. Come after my heart. Pursue my heart. And I will take you deep and deeper and show you stuff you don't know about you. But most of all, I will create in you love. My love, my passion, and my compassion for you for your church, for my church, and for this city. Then when you walk around, man, you will break down in tears because you feel that passion and compassion and that love. But he's not accusing us. Why are you not feeling this? Why are you not having this? Why are you not going and out, reaching out? He is inviting us. Come, pursue my heart. I started it and I will finish it. 
focus on me. Can we stand all together and let's focus on Jesus? Meaning, let's not striving, trying to make stuff happen. But can we have some music as well? Let's focus on Jesus. Let's admire him. Jesus, we worship you. God, you see the situation, circumstance we are in. You see that we need money, we need health, we need this. Our relatives are going this way. My kids are getting lost. God, you this is all situation and circumstance we are going through. But Holy Spirit, we ask you today, help us to focus on Jesus. Let that be your cry, heart cry. Jesus, Holy Spirit, teach me to focus on Jesus. Give me the words. Give me the thoughts. Give me the pictures to admire Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. For all things are from you and all things are through you and we just bring everything before you, God. Thank you that we are alive here. Thank you that we can get together here. Thank you for our health. Thank you for my two arms. We just worship you, Jesus. Can you just say thanks for that what you have? Let's just start to say, Holy Spirit, stir us up. Stir us up, Holy Spirit. Create in us that hunger and that passion and that compassion and love for you as a deer longs for water so is the father longing for you to come after his heart father abba thank you for not giving up on us thank you for your grace every morning as we wake up every morning your grace is right there every morning new